Welcome to day 31 of our Matthew Part 2 study. Y'all, we, today we're going to be in chapter 27, and just the first part of chapter 27, verses 1 through 31. And y'all, if you've been with us the last couple of days, you know we're reaching the end. We're reaching the end of the story of, of Jesus' life on earth. Okay, so we saw yesterday that Jesus has been arrested. He was taken to trial before the high priest. And now we're going to see what happens next. They're going to take him to another trial. They're going to take him before a man named Pilate. And he's the Roman governor over that area. So as we as we listen in, as we picture and imagine what's happening here, I want you guys to remember why? I want you to think about why this is happening. Why is Jesus going through this? Why is God allowing this? And it makes me think of the verse John 3.16. You guys have heard this one before. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The reason that Jesus is going to walk this path, the reason that God allows this is because they love you. They love me. Jesus was willing to do whatever it takes to bring us into relationship with God so that we can be a part of his kingdom forever. All right, so I'm going to start reading today in verse 11. And I want to suggest those of you who are older and maybe are reading through Matthew on your own, I want you to look at verses 1 through 10, and I want you to see what happens to Judas. We're not going to spend a lot of time talking about it right now, but I want you to see how Judas's life ends. And I want you to compare Judas's response to sin to what we saw in Peter just yesterday. We saw that when Peter sinned, he wept, he cried out before the Lord, and he turned back to Jesus. He's going to be restored in God's kingdom. Judas's response to sin will look different. And so if you're reading through, I want you to look over that part on your own. We're going to pick up in our discussion today in verse 11. And it says, Now Jesus was standing before Pilate, the Roman governor. Are you the king of the Jews? The governor asked him. Jesus replied, You have said it. But when the leading priests and the elders made their accusations against him, Jesus remained silent. Don't you hear all these charges they're bringing against you, Pilate demanded. But Jesus made no response to any of the charges, much to the governor's surprise. Now, it was the governor's custom each year during the Passover celebration to release one prisoner to the crowd, anyone they wanted. This year, there was a notorious prisoner. Notorious means he was famous for being bad. Notorious prisoner, a man named Barabbas. As the crowds gathered before Pilate's house that morning, he asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas 
or Jesus, who is called the Messiah. It says Pilate knew very well that the religious leaders had arrested Jesus out of envy. Let's hold on right there for a second. First of all, I want you to picture the scene. Okay, they're at Pilate's house, a very large house. Pilate is the ruler over that area. And a crowd has gathered, and Pilate is addressing the crowd. He's talking to them. And he says, all right, I'm going to release one prisoner to you all today. Do you want me to release Barabbas, who is known for being bad, or do you want me to release Jesus? Just then, as Pilate was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent him a message. She said, leave that innocent man alone. I suffered through a terrible nightmare about him last night. This is from Pilate's wife. She's had a dream about him. She does not want Pilate to be a part of this. Meanwhile, the leading priests and the elders, they've been going through the crowd, talking to them, persuading them. He, they want them to ask for Barabbas to be released. So the governor asked the people again, Which of these two do you want me to release to you? And the crowd shouted, shouted back, Barabbas. Pilate responded, Then what should I do with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? They shouted back, Crucify him. Why, Pilate demanded, what crime has he committed? But the mob roared even louder, crucify him. Pilate saw that he wasn't getting anywhere, and a riot was developing. So he sent for a bowl of water, and he washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. The responsibility is yours. And all the people yelled back, we will take responsibility for his death, we and our children. So Pilate released Barabbas to them. He ordered Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip, then turned over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. This last little section, we're going to finish up through verse 31. It says, Some of the governor's soldiers took Jesus into their headquarters and called out the entire regiment. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. Scarlet is red. They wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head. And they placed a reed stick in his hand as a scepter. Then they knelt before him in mockery, and they taunted and teased him, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him, and they grabbed the stick and struck him on the head with it. Then, when they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the robe, put his own clothes on him again, and they led him away to be crucified." We're going to stop there for today. And y'all, this is hard. This is hard to read. But there's a couple things that I want us to close with, that I want us to remember. First of all, just as we started, let's end with this. Jesus loves you. 
The reason that he's walking this path, the reason that he's enduring this, that he's not called down angels to rescue him is because he loves you. And this is the path. This is the way the father has chosen. Jesus is going to take our punishment. He's taking the punishment for our sins so that we can be forgiven and we can be in heaven with God forever. I also want us to understand when we read this, I can get real angry at those religious leaders. I can get real angry at those people in the crowd who are yelling crucify him. I can get really angry at those soldiers who are treating Jesus badly. I can point my finger and think they are the ones that are bad. But I want you to think about for a minute, if we had lived during that time, would we have behaved differently? The Bible tells us we are all sinners. Every one of us, every one of us is in need of forgiveness. We all need to be forgiven. We all need to be made clean. Man, we all desperately need Jesus. Guys, let's remember that today. Let's remember how much he loves us and how much we need him. This passage, as hard as it is to read, it's so important. Because this is the way that we are able to be in heaven with God forever. Father God, Lord, we love you. Thank you for loving us enough to send Jesus. God, thank you for loving us enough that Jesus endured the cross. He walked through this painful, painful path, Lord. Because he loved us. God, help us remember that today. Help us to turn to you for for life, for forgiveness, for salvation. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.